Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. One of the most heartbreaking things going on with kids today is so many of them don't have both parents in the home to love them. I'm John Fuller, and my co-host is Danny Huerta. We're talking about fatherlessness and how that can affect children. And Danny, it's kind of a somber topic. I mean, give us a baseline to start. Where do you see this showing up uh, kind of the most with kids who don't have a dad in the picture? It really shows up in what and how they seek the, the, what a dad can offer them. Which and is? so what I would say is with, with boys, they try to prove masculinity or they completely uh, disconnect in a way that it's kind of more of an escape, emotional escape. Maybe it's through phone, through drugs, through other, uh, other things. Maybe it's in sports and just diving in and trying to prove something. But it's interesting in our culture that boys tend to feel the pressure to prove masculinity. And for girls, I, what I've seen is they seek the affirmation, affirmation from uh, other boys. They, they try to prove their lovability. And uh, that's, that's how I've seen it show up mm-hmm. in unhealthy ways. Uh, now, there are some personalities, some kids th- that are stronger in their foundation and base and the, the, the influence from their mom and other people around them where they actually step into trying to find someone that can speak into them in a positive way and they're very resilient not having the dad around. It, it's not always a dark picture. And so that's the importance of the who's around surrounding that mm-hmm. that child and so that there is hope when there is fatherlessness, but it takes a lot more intentionality on the part of a mom and that child, a willingness to to open up a new chapter and not get stuck in the chapter that my dad's gone. Well, and there are a lot of big-hearted guys ready to step in and offer some help to those families. Uh, Jim Daly and I got to talk about this with John Smith-Baker and Scott McNaughton recently. Uh, John and Scott run Fathers in the Field. That's an organization designed to reach out and mentor fatherless boys. And here now is Jim Daly. It's got to grieve your heart, as it does mine, to know how many boys today and girls are growing up without a dad in the home. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest plights in our country, don't you think? Absolutely. It's our belief that it's the society's number one issue facing our country and our culture. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, Let's start with that overall problem of fatherlessness. Uh, Some people say this is a national epidemic, just like we mentioned, Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the leading social problems in North America today. Uh, Describe some common problems you've seen in the lives of those fatherless boys. What is the, the typical characteristics that you will see in Uh, those boys particularly, who grow up without a dad? The characteristics are somebody who is very angry because their hero has left, Mm. and that manifests itself in a lot of different ways uh, as they grow up, everything from being lonely to being confused to being behind the eight ball from educational studies and, and how to grow up to be a man. So they are searching daily for what it means to be a man and trying desperately to get the affirmation of males so they can feel that they are becoming a man and then also to try and feel a hole that's in their soul in some way. And that's where everything kind of goes sideways is when they start trying to fill that empty hole in their soul that their dad 
and his input and his affirmation into his life should have filled. You know, the way that can manifest, too, you try to compensate. That was my issue. I mean, I was going to pretend everything was fine and, you know, I can get along and I can do this even if I don't have a dad. And I think a lot of young boys live in that spot. They kind of try to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and that's okay and not everybody has a dad and I can do this. I can remember the effect for me looking back now, especially in sports, and my dad was a big guy, 6'5", and mm-hmm. he played baseball, and he was athletic. But I can remember when I was quarterback of the football team, and I always said physically I had the attributes that I thought I could keep going into college. And But uh, mentally and emotionally, what I suffered from was confidence. And I think now that I look back on it, I could trace that back to not having that dad who could give me that undergirding so that when it's third and three, I had to express that confidence in the huddle. You almost take on an idea that, oh, if it doesn't work out, okay, so what? And that's not necessarily a healthy perspective. It can mask an unhealthy perspective. And I think that's how it impacted me, um, that lack of confidence. Do you see that in the boys that you work with? Absolutely. I think that uh, they're they're longing to have the joy of accomplishment uh, and others recognizing it, and when that – main person in their lives, the father is not there, then he has uh, really starting to regress and starting to think life doesn't really matter. My accomplishments don't really matter. It's almost like you uh, aim for getting by. Yeah. Mediocrity becomes, uh, or even failing becomes part of their mentality uh, because other things are failing in their lives. It's, you know, and they begin to uh, just go down that track. Uh, John, let me ask you, you were a fatherless boy yourself, and then you became a father, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'd like to hear it from your heart. Did you repeat the errors of your own dad, or what were the circumstances that uh, got your attention on the importance of fathering? That's a great question. I, I knew that I was broken inside, but like a lot of fatherless boys, they decide if they're going to flee from the situation or fight for their father's affection. And so what I like to say is about 15% of them become decision makers in trying to fight for their father's affection, and that's what I did. So I tried to win everything, accomplish everything, be perfect in the eyes of the world. And so my father would want to love me. Was he distant? He was alive but not He was alive. He, He lived on the other part of town. So your mom and he divorced when you were yeah, what age? Yeah, my, my dad left when my mom was pregnant with me, and my <sighs> sister was three years old. So you had some relationship with him, though? No, I, I had really zero relationship with <sighs> him until my high school years, until I started excelling at football, and then he would come by. Oh, home. man. Talk about performance base then, huh? Yeah, but I was fine with that because that's yeah, what I was always about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gave you something in a healthy way. to connect with. Yeah. But and the fact that, I mean, but think about it. You had to earn his affection in that way. Yes, and that came very natural to me because that's what my whole life was programmed around was earning my father's return in my fantasy land yeah. perspective or his affection. And, you know, and obviously that's very unhealthy. And so... To answer your other question, so when I be, you know, got married and had my first child, I was not saved yet. I didn't get saved until I was 40 years old. And mm-hmm. my oldest daughter was you know, probably three or four years old. And I look back on that, and, and I was in the process of repeating what my father did. And I was, we were probably on the road to divorce 
because I put myself and my career and my accomplishments ahead of my family and my wife. Mm. And then when the Lord saved me, he realized, he made me realize that there's a different way that I need to love my wife and family like Christ loves the church. You know, trauma from childhood really can kind of creep back in, but God's all about restoring and making whole. And uh, and so that's the case, I hope, for you and for your kids as well. Now, Danny, there are a lot of couples who are busy, and we were talking about fatherlessness, but sometimes there is a dad, he's just not engaged. Um, that's fairly present. What kind of damage can that cause in a family? Well, most children that uh, have said that to me in the counseling office, which which has happened, uh, they just don't feel valued. They they feel like they're not important enough for their for their dad or mom uh, that is really busy and and working very hard. What the question I like to ask those kids is, what's another way to look at this? Is there something happening in your dad or mom's life? Those demands. Why are they seeing that as super important? Hmm. What happened to them? Was work of big value to their family where this is where they find their meaning in helping them see with grace what's happening in their parent it's not personal they're not trying to ignore them yeah but the way in reality that this squeezes out is kids try to look for attention uh either it's defiance or disrespect with the parents and sometimes they'll they'll bite at the parents by saying well you're never home anyway why would i even want to listen to you uh or when they come in and 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 talk to them they may ignore the parent, and uh, that's where maybe it's time to seek a counselor if that's happening in your home. And if it's starting to go there, uh, maybe step into that, not with defensiveness, but saying, hey, this clearly this is tough for you, and I'm not meaning any harm towards you. Let's spend some time talking about this. Yeah. And enter that intentionally, knowing that it may hurt a little bit, but you're trying to repair a bridge between the two of you. Yeah, and I, I want to encourage parents just to be honest with your kids to the to the degree you can. You don't want to overload them, but maybe they're only seeing part of the picture, and there's so much more going on. I mean, it might be that you've got a distant relative who's struggling, or you've got these medical bills that you have to pay off. And so it's legitimate, the needs out there that are perhaps for this season keeping you from your child. But just expl- make sure you meet them emotionally and explain that to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recognize that life isn't uh, all neat and tidy, and a lot of folks need some support. And we're here for you at Focus on the Family. We have caring Christian counselors on staff, and it'd be a privilege for them to talk to you. I've availed myself of their services, okay? Um, you can, too. They're a phone call away. Uh, call and schedule a consultation with one of those counselors. If you don't need that kind of help, you're just looking for kind of some some books or some articles to read, we've got lots of resources for you. Look in the show notes for our contact information and uh, in those helps, and particularly Jim Daly's book, The Good Dad. He didn't title it The Great Dad. He titled it The Good Dad for a Purpose. Look for that when you're at the site. And then please subscribe to this podcast and leave a positive review. Um, We love getting your feedback, and people pay attention to that. Next time, we'll talk about healing the wound of an absent father a little bit more. Right now, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.